and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. This week, I'm going to talk about what exactly is national interest. Nationalism, national interest, these are things that are constantly being heard today and we are being tested. But what exactly are we looking at? So I'm going to look at it in the context of how we regulate, especially when it comes to the Securities and Exchange Board of India, which has been in the news quite a bit recently. Now, most of you know that the Securities and Exchange Board of India, better known as SEBI, is the capital market regulator. In the last fortnight, its tardy investigations, poor supervision, legally weak and poorly justified orders, not today, not yesterday, but over the past decade have come up for closer scrutiny in just about a week. And this is embarrassing. If you ask me, this is what affects national interest and reputation much more than anything else. So let's look at all of it in a context. Let's start with why SEBI has been in the news. So why has SEBI been a silent operator under Bahua Moitra, member of parliament from the Trinamool Congress in parliament? Ms. Moitra, as you all know, has been raising many questions, pertinent questions about the Adani group and the astonishing run-up in stock prices of all its companies In fact, from 2019, she's been writing to SEBI since 2019, and SEBI seems to have studiously looked away. Most of you may remember that the Adani Group had planned a massive follow-on public offer of 20,000 crore. This was in a company called Adani Enterprises, and after they managed a subscription, the next day they pulled it out because stock prices were falling dramatically after a report by a short seller called Hindenburg Research. This has been news. People are shouting about it in parliament. So I'm not going to get into it. But remember, Moitra is asking what happened to SEBI's investigations. In July 2021, the government in a written reply in parliament has said that SEBI is investigating some Adani group companies about compliance with SEBI regulation. Further, the DRI is investigating certain entities belonging to the Adani group of companies under laws administered by it. Exact quote from Parliament by the Minister of State for Finance. What happened to this investigation? And when there is an investigation by three agencies, how is it that SEBI had allowed them to raise 20,000 crores through a follow-on public offer? SEBI has not only remained silent about it, but even after this crash in share prices and questions being raised about what is going to happen in the Indian capital market, it issued a really bland press release last Saturday where it does not mention either the Adani group. All it says is we are looking at things. Now, think about this. When specific questions are raised by none other than a member of parliament, you don't answer those. How much satisfaction are we supposed to get when the world is watching And our regulator just says, oh, well, we are keeping a watch. Is that supposed to make us confident? Look at the context in which I'm asking this question. In fact, SEBI has been strenuously ignoring the price run-up in Adani Enterprises from as far back as 2004. From 2004 to 8, so remember, this is not about politics or governments. From 2004, over the next four years, the stock rose 3,000%. And the regulator is watching. So now when the stock has crashed, we have a press release which says the regulator is watching and we are supposed to feel very satisfied and confident that it's working. 
Remember, SEBI is among the most empowered regulators in the world today. Yes, most other capital market regulators do not have as many powers as SEBI for search, seizure, raids. It can even arrest people in the context of the investigation that it's doing. More importantly, it's got an expensive online real-time surveillance system, which throws up red flags when there is any kind of suspicious trading activity and price manipulation. Like I said, real time. And we are talking about how prices are running up from 2004. Different regulators heading SEBI, different people, different political regimes. SEBI is watching in silent, silence. And we now have a press release saying, you know, we are on top of things and we are supposed to be happy. The answer for all this is simple. Over the past two decades, SEBI has either operated on the directions of the finance ministry, and this especially happened during the UPA2, or its activities have flown below the radar of any public or political scrutiny. Remember, we have mechanisms for this. SEBI answers to the finance ministry. The finance ministry is supposed to ask questions. When it was doing the bidding of the finance ministry in the past, obviously they didn't ask questions. Now, the finance ministry is not bothered, but then you have a joint parliamentary committee on finance and it has people from the opposition parties as well. Do they ever look at what is happening in the capital market? We've had two major controversies in the past two decades. One from 2016, when we broke the story about the co-location scam at the National Stock Exchange. And then there was the Satyam scandal in 2009. Are our parliamentarians looking at it or do they just ask questions and forget about the answer? Let me look at both issues in the context of what has happened in the recent past. Okay, So NSC Colo scam goes back to 2016. NSC, remember, is the largest derivatives exchange in the world, world. So we have a lot of foreign investment and the world is watching. So national pride, national interest converges over here in the National Stock Exchange. SEBI's embarrassing inability to justify its findings in a major scandal relating to this co-location and how some brokers managed to get early access to the systems is shown up last week because the Securities Appellate Tribunal on 23rd Jan 2023 all but threw out SEBI's investigation. So SEBI had investigated, issued an order and asked NSC to disgorge 625 crore with interest, which was over 1,000 crore. It had asked the two past MDs that they should not only be paying separately their own fines, but part of this should come out of their salaries. SAT has literally thrown everything out and slashed this payment down to 100 crore. Now, you would think maybe NSC did nothing wrong. Well, not at all. Please look at what SAT has said in para 255 of its order. And I'm quoting. It says, the SAT order reads, before we conclude, we must observe that when serious allegations were made against a first-level regulator, namely NSC, SEBI should have been proactive and should have conducted the investigation seriously. We find that SEBI has adopted a slow approach and in fact, was placing protective cover over NSC's alleged misdeeds. 
It is only when questions were placed on the floor of the parliament that SEBI woke up and instituted an investigation. The scope of investigation was limited, not made under Section 11.4, but was conducted by another agency under Section 11.C. In our opinion, considering the gravity of the alleged charges, SEBI should have itself conducted an investigation stroke inquiry instead of delegating it to the NSC to conduct an investigation. It's strange and it does not stand to reason as to how SEBI directed NSC to conduct an investigation against itself. It is clear that a casual approach was adopted. Quote complete. Now, remember, it's not one investigation. SEBI asked NSC to conduct seven investigations, forensic audits, everything. Told NSC, you investigate yourself. NSC appoints someone. One of those is still continuing while these embarrassing orders are out in the public domain. In fact, the orders are not this one order, but coming out in driblets and one being conducted under a retired judge is ongoing. Sat further pointed out that the whole time member who's the, who remembers the second most senior officer in SEBI arrived at exact opposite findings on the same issue in two separate orders on the exact same date. In one order, which was to do with NSC, this whole time member ruled that early login to the central servers, which is the co-location scandal, did not give any broker an advantage. So this was to help the exchange. The same day when he is issuing a ruling about a broker, OPG Securities, the whole time member concluded that early login did give that firm an advantage. Sat correctly says, it's not worthwhile to cull out all the contradictions, but suffice to state that the same officer who has passed the orders in, on the same date cannot make a different analysis on the same subject stroke issue. Common sense, isn't it? A fifth standard student understands this, but SEBI has the courage and the gumption to put this out. This doesn't affect national interest, national pride. Isn't it a national embarrassment? This case of poor judgment, lack of diligence, non-application of mind by a powerful market regulator? Or are we only concerned about stock prices without looking at how the regulator behaves? Worse, look at the charge of protective cover to the NSC that ensured that the entire order got thrown out. You know, there is talk now that SEBI may appeal the order. If it does, legal sources tell me that this may be further diluted. Maybe that is the intention. We don't know. We don't even know whether it will file an appeal, but this is what most media has been reporting. Now, what happened to this officer who came up with this pathetic order, which is an embarrassment? He's pulled up so badly by SAT. Did he face any consequences? Absolutely none. He completed his term. Then he was appointed by SEBI to head a committee on improving market infrastructure. More recently, the government has chosen to appoint him on the board of the beleaguered infrastructure leasing and financial services. ILFS and its collapse is another national embarrassment. But we don't look at it from the national perspective. We think this is business in India. Though the entire world is watching, ILFS also had investment from all kinds of companies and institutions around the world. Isn't it ironic that allegations against a corporate group can rock parliament very correctly, but poor regulatory orders routinely dismissed in appeal do not attract any attention, not even of the standing committee of parliament, though it is a national embarrassment. Now let's come to something else. 
the satya modem nothing can be more open and shut than something that happened in jan 2009 b ramalinga raju the chairman of satyam created shock waves in the market when at around 11:30 or so it came out that he had written a letter and he had confessed to doctoring the books of his company which was flying high until then winning awards on corporate governance had a glittering board and he said they knew nothing i was cooking the books and there is no money there's a complete loss this was a 9000 crore scam of 2009 look at how slowly sebi operates right now it's open and shut what can go wrong in the orders and investigations believe it or not the punitive part of this has dragged on for a decade and a half and there was an order last week what happened there the same securities appellate tribunal set aside two of sebi's revised orders so re- remember it had already been asked to revise them in 2014 and now the revised orders dating back to october and november 2018 are being asked to be looked at afresh by sat last week now what has sat found what is sat upset with it asked the whole time member to consider the intrinsic value by ca- calculating unlawful gain now let me explain this sebi had decided that there was market manipulation and insider trading and all kinds of things had gone wrong so it had imposed a interest an order to disgorge this unlawful gain and it had banned two sets of people so one bunch banned for 14 years there's no point in going into details and all the names they're all part of the satyam family and one investment firm we can give the names below here for those who are inter- who are interested or better still why don't you read my column in print in money life so this bunch of companies two of them are punished for 7 years another fo- of them for 14 years they appealed and the amount that was asked to be returned so look at how the order goes 2009 is a scam 2014 10 entities are asked to return 1800 crores and barred from the market they challenged it before sat sebi was asked to reconsider its order in 2018 it comes back again and it reduces this amount to 813 crore with 12% interest and the periods remain the same confused 7 years for one set 14 years for another sat say what is wrong with you guys if it's the same scam the same issue how can you come up with a magical period of 14 years and treat one set of people differently and another differently also if the disgorgement itself is thrown out which it did the interest also does stand how embarrassing is this here's a confession you didn't even have to investigate you can't come up with an order that stands up in court 15 years later and it doesn't affect our national pride we are not embarrassed as a nation that we don't even know how to conduct an investigation the sat orders in satyam as well as the colo case seem to suggest weak investigation poor legal knowledge so remember if the orders are so weak or they themselves are not cogent or they let off people there are no there's nobody going to appeal against it because somebody who gets away because of a weak order has no reason to appeal and the inability to deliver a speaking order that stands up to scrutiny or multiple appeals everybody except individual investors every large corporate or large trader that comes up before sebi has deep pockets they have the money to go to sat they have the money to go to the supreme court so sebi 
needs to be so perfect in its investigation and its orders that they stand up to legal scrutiny. But it is not happening. Time and again, with the greatest of regularity, SEBI is embarrassed when its orders are thrown out. We as a nation are embarrassed because today India has a lot of foreign investment. The world is watching. If somebody called Hindenburg Research can short sell Adani because it's important and it's big enough to make money on it, do you think they're not watching this? But we are happy with the state of affairs and our premier regulatory bodies, and it doesn't become an issue of national interest and national pride. I think we need to wake up. We need to ensure that our members of parliament are asking the right questions and that our regulators are under far better scrutiny. If you agree, please share this video and subscribe to us. Thank you.